Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where the geeks get lubricated and talk about the geek talk of the week. Yes. I threw it in early this week. Throwing in the lubrication early. Hey, you guys. That's, that's always the better idea. You, you don't want to start off dry. <laughs> You gotta come in a little wet, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Do not overestimate the power of lubrication. Yeah, yeah. So, welcome back to our podcast, guys. Um, we are in week three of our tournament, and before we talk about what we're tournamenting this week, we want to make sure you guys know where to follow us. Find us on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod, and also find us online at Have a Drink with Some Geek Podcast. Um, Apple. Spotify, you name it, we're on there. Leave us a review, comments, uh, tell us what you like about our episodes, what you don't like, what we need to work on, and what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, what your poll is yeah. for, for this March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, from what I was reading, and I'm not a huge, like we said, a couple weeks ago, basketball fan, um, because of this upset, uh, number 16 over number one, um, there is no brackets left where anyone can be a perfect bracket this year. Probably. I, I, I'm not, I'm also not very versed in the March Madness brackets, but, uh, but when, <laughs> when I was told that, I was like, oh, this ain't gonna go well. Yeah, usually you have a few that can still do it after the first round, but at 20 million ESPN brackets, I think there were zero that were any possibility of winning everything now. Yeah. So... Well, that being said, guys, uh, now that we've introduced ourselves, and well, I don't think we introduced ourselves. I'm Matt. I'm Adam. All right, in case you never listened to us before, <laughs> in case you don't know already. <laughs> um, but before we uh, we talk about our topic this week, guys, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Yes. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, and so Adam, what do we got this week? So uh, we actually went to. Um, they have a uh, uh, cidery. Cidery. Yeah. Um, they're from Washington, but um, it's called Locust. Um, and they have a tasting room um, here in Colorado, and we we went there, and we're doing the Berry Blues, which is kind of a blueberry cider. Yeah, blueberry, hibiscus, and vanilla. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed last night when we were there that I didn't try the 16 ABV. <laughs> oh yeah, that. But weren't they saying it was like kind of expensive to try? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It would have been ridiculous, but it was nine bucks to add to a flight. Yeah, so we're we were just like, yeah, we're not gonna, no. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. But no. hey, this one's delightful. We tried it last night. It was uh, very good. It's uh, one of like one of my favorites that I've I've had before. Yeah. So right. yeah, definitely check out uh, Locust Ciders. Um, I know they have. Uh, they're from Washington. They have. Tasting rooms all over the country now. I think they have some in Texas, some in Washington, some in Colorado. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, give them a give them a try. All right. Well, with that being said, cheers, geeks. Cheers. Oh, those blueberries. 
Mm, that's good. Very good. I will not complain about that. All right. Well, now that we've had our drink, we're truly lubricated. Hashtag lubricated on all social media platforms. Hashtag moist. <laughs> Hashtag making people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's time to talk about this week's topic. Yes. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And so this week, we kind of already alluded to it. We're doing a March Madness kind of bracket. Yeah, we've been doing this kind of throughout the month. Yeah, so the first week we had movies, and we ended up with Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was yours. Yes. Versus Big Fish. So vote for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and so voting goes on all month long, even from the beginning of the month. So log on to our social media and, and, and vote. So, last week we did TV. Yes. And we ended up with Firefly from your side of the bracket. Yes. Against Futurama from my side. I'm totally going to lose. Well, as of, we talked about last night, as of yesterday, Firefly is losing to Futurama, and Raiders is slightly losing to Big Fish. Which is bizarre. I I think it's rigged. (laughs) I purposely made sure I put your choice... It's the first TikTok video, mine is the second, and the next week flopped. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I will agree, like, I really do like Futurama, <laughs> so don't 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 uh, misconstrue that, but... Uh, I, I think you're more worried about Big Fish beating Raiders. That would just be a travesty. <laughs> we would know that the system's rigged at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we're going to talk about actors and actresses. Yes. Um, and so... I want to preface this by this isn't no way or means like the best actors or actresses in the world according to us. Correct. This is actors and actresses, I think, especially the way we picked the last few brackets, that have starred in movies or things that have a personal meaning to both of us. Correct. All right. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and introduce my half of the bracket and the yeah, matchups. Go for it. And just like in previous weeks, they are randomized. Through a random number generator, so the brackets are either his side or my side, but each matchup is randomly chosen. So for this week, I have Jason Momoa versus Carl Urban, Tom Hanks versus Anne Hathaway, Avery Brooks versus Michelle Yeoh, and Taron Egerton versus Katie Sackhoff. And Adam, who do you got? So, uh, my first bracket, and this one's going to be a difficult one, I have Sigourney Weaver versus Viggo Mortensen. Then I have uh, Jackie Chan versus Denzel Washington. That sounds like a great action movie, though. Oh, it would be. (laughs) Uh, And then I have uh, the late, great Bill Paxton versus Harrison Ford. And then I have uh, Sylvester Stallone versus Uma Thurman. Alright folks, there you have it. So we're going to discuss our matchups and who moves on each round till we have someone from Adam's side and someone from mine's side and we'll let you guys vote on who you feel is a better actor or actress. Alright, so uh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I could, I could do yeah. that. Yeah, like what do we got? So we got Sigourney Weaver versus uh, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. This, this one was a uh, hard um, <laughs> random generated one because one you have Sigourney Weaver um yeah you've got the hit star of the alien movies yeah I was gonna say hit star of aliens versus hit star of Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings yeah so 
Um, let me just uh, like preface. Let's start with Sigourney Weaver. So Sigourney Weaver probably defines the most badass female characters of all time. Uh, her work in Alien, uh, but also like she was very diverse. She was in comedies like uh, Ghostbusters. Comedies like Galaxy Quest, one of my favorites. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, a good one. Um, so, but she really like tore down a lot of barriers uh, doing that. Um, then you have Viggo Mortensen, who um, starred in uh, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Viggo Mortensen is one of those uh, actors who truly loves the craft. Behind it, um, I mean, he he really took to the sword play. Um, he adopted the horses that he used um, in Lord of the Rings and Hidalgo, um, and really, I forgot he was in Hidalgo. Yeah, it, that was a great one that he was in, and then, um, but also like you see him in some really tough uh films uh the david cronenberg films um yeah like two two of the big ones that always stood stood out to me was history of violence and uh eastern promises uh kind of hyper violent like the typical david cronenberg fashion um but uh he he pulls them off uh really well um so yeah this is this is a difficult one for me um because i I love both actors in their respective um, areas. Um, I will... I hate to say it, but I think I have to go with Viggo Mortensen just because he got the opportunity to be in Lord of the Rings and like work with Bob Anderson, who... Um, First off, folks, I'm a, I'm a, I'm really into like stage combat and like sword fighting and stuff like that. So that kind of hits it a little bit more home for me. Okay, um, fair enough. So I might have to go with Vigo. Um, go with Vigo. Also, right. like he's very selective of the roles he takes on. And Sigourney Weaver starred in the 2016. Or like was in the 2016 Ghostbusters, and so that's that's hard to forgive. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't funny. It's no, nothing no, about I, like gender. It I, just wasn't funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong here. Um, it was not a great movie. I spelled his name wrong. Vigo Wartenson. Vigo Wart. But uh, that it's just kind of. Though Sigourney Weaver has had a huge impact on my life as just being one of the coolest actresses to ever grace the screen. The second Viggo Mortensen walks in through the halls of Rohan. <laughs> with his, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the moment where he breaks his toe, everyone seems to want to point that out for some reason, but... It was great. Um, so, um, I just have to go with it. Like, Lord of the Rings was such a, a big film like oh, franchise yeah. for me. Um, not to say Alien was not, but um, just kind of... Those were always the films, like, I wish I could be in those. 
I wish oh, I could have no, I, I, played I, some character in that. Been like Stephen Colbert, where you had just a bit part, but who cares? Yeah, it just just to be in there for because it, it's just part of like cinematic history, and it would have been great. But yeah, I mean, I can't just I give can't. me a sword or a bow, and I would have been <laughs> happy as a clam. Happy as a clam. You hear it here, folks. First, Adam would be happy as a clam. Yeah, I don't know how happy clams are, but. You know, I'm assuming they're pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and if they're not, well, don't be food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that does it for the first half of our uh, little matchup here. Yes. Um, all right. So, so Matt, it's it's your turn. Yeah, let's move over to... Uh, I have Jason Momoa <laughs> and Carl Urban. Should and be easy. We got Lord of the Rings <laughs> alumni going on. Yeah, um... You know, and I, I, people will be like, why'd you pick Jason Momoa? Okay, I'll preface this. I don't think he is an Oscar-caliber actor. Um, he could get there. He could get there. Um, in, in 100%, 100% transparency, I was looking to have someone kind of like this, like a like a like like The Rock or someone just this big muscular guy who everyone thinks is, a, is, is good what he does and in these films. And so I picked Jason Momoa um, instead of Dwayne Johnson because, A, Game of Thrones, we talked about it last week. Uh, I thought he did a great job in that, and that was kind of his really big call to fame. Yeah. Had to learn a different language, um, had to be shirtless. And, Dothraki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and fawned over by, by fangirls alike, including Amelia Clark, who had, like, I guess, the biggest crush on him during the filming of the first season. Um, you know, I think he is a really good Aquaman. Um, I like his portrayal. Um, I like the kind of Polynesian influence they went with with his with his... Shore, his dad on the shore, um, mm-hmm. and I just like some of the stuff he's done. I mean, he did a really good job in, like I said, Aquaman, Game of Thrones. Um, I will see the new Fast and Furious just because he's in it, and I think it'd be. I'm so far behind on yeah. the Fast and the Furious. I I, I apologize. No, people. don't apologize. Um, it's just a spectacle. It's not a must see, yeah. uh, plot driven show or movie anymore. Um, I just want to see him because he's supposed to be the new bad guy. So I kind of want to see how they tie that in with. How everything they've done, because um, mm-hmm. they try to interconnect all their movies now. Um, I think I liked them in Slumberland when it came out on Netflix. Oh yeah, that that yeah. one looked really. I haven't I haven't checked it's that one good. out. I recommend but... I recommend checking that one out. That was just a fun kind of myth myth not mythical uh, like a fantasy mystical kind of world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was in Baywatch. I didn't watch that, but he was in Baywatch. And he also has some local ties. So did you know that he... So he went to CSU for a little bit. Yeah, I I, I know. I, I heard of that, yeah. Yeah, and so he was a uh, lifeguard at Horsetooth Reservoir and a ski bum, like instructor kind of thing. And, and uh, I want to say Vale or Copper in the winters. but So a lot of Colorado ties here for him. Um, and Carl Urban. And, you know, yes, Lord of the Rings, he is fantastic. I loved him. You gonna say dread? Dread. Yep. <laughs> yes. I knew exactly when I put him on that list. You were to bring up dread. I put him on the list not because not just because of Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. I really liked him in the Star Trek reboots. Yeah, he he was actually a like perfect casting for McCoy. He like, was. He played the character just spot on. He's spot on, and for you know he he had those nuances. He had the. The little quips, and, and he just, he brought Damn light it, Spock, to Spock, I'm a doctor, not yeah. a pole man. <laughs> exactly. 
he brought a good he brought that character to life in a new way, but also played tribute to DeForest Kelly's portrayal of Doctor McCoy. Yes, yeah. Um, I liked him in that. I need to see the boys. I've heard. Oh, you haven't checked out the no. boys yet? And okay. I know he's in it, and I need to check. So that out. the boys, uh, just this is not. We're trying not to get <laughs> off too too much of topic, but it is excellent, like subversion of the superhero genre. Um, definitely check it out if you have the chance. It's on Amazon Prime. It's delightful, and he is fantastic in it. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, Matt, you need to watch the boys. Yes, it is on the list. <laughs> but if you have a like a if you're kind of squeamish about blood and maybe some violence against some marine animals, <laughs> please do not <laughs> watch um... it. <laughs> I'm kind of curious why you said that now, but we'll find uh, out later. You will find out. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, Adam, um, I think you're right in who you think I'm going to pick. Um, Damn are, right I am. We are going with Jason Mom. I'm kidding. Oh, you bastard. Carl Urban. <laughs> Carl Urban is definitely moving on. To I just think, one. like, I mean, if I were... On your side of the bracket, I'd be like, well, Carl Urban, I think, has done more. Yeah. for Especially if we're looking at it from, like, a geek perspective. It's like... Agreed. He's, he's McCoy. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right. So, damn it, Jim. <laughs> damn it, Matt. <laughs> well, you, you should be saying damn it to the random number generator because now you have Jackie Chan versus Denzel. Ah, so yeah, this is going to be really difficult. So um, let's start with Jackie Chan. Like, so the reason I picked Jackie Chan, why wouldn't I pick Jackie Chan? Um, the man, the myth, the legend, um, really controlled and like created this martial arts phenomena. Yeah, and was fantastic but not only did he he so it's like when we talk about like bruce lee jet lee jackie chan those sort of if you were to compare the group jackie chan brought kind of a humor he did he definitely i think I wouldn't say Americanized the kung fu movie genre, but he kind of pushed it more mainstream. <laughs> yeah, he made it more mainstream would be the best way to put it. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of The Legend of like, Drunken Master, Rumble in the Bronx, Rush Hour, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, those those, those sort of films. So it, he, he... Are you a Rush Hour fan, though, because of Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker? Well... <laughs> they played off each other really well, and it's it's the same way. Like, you, could you say like you're a Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights fan because of Owen Wilson or Jackie Chan? But Adam, I don't think anyone's ever said I'm a Shanghai Noon fan because of Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. I don't think that's ever happened. That, that, wow! It's like saying <laughs> I want to watch Armageddon because of Owen Wilson. <laughs> I, I want to watch Armageddon because of Michael Clark Duncan or Steve Buscemi. There you go. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, but it's. I, I will say, like Jackie Chan, like really, yeah. He he mainstreamed martial arts films, and and the funny thing was, it's like he he starred in. A, it was a dance troupe that he initially got his start in, like mm-hmm. that. Um, the like uh, 
uh, the Shaw brothers um, used for a lot of stunts um, for a lot of their films, um, i.e. they did, uh, he was in uh, Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee just as a stuntman. I've heard that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I definitely think he he brings sort of a, a humor and a, a realism, like almost like how um, it reminds me a lot. Like I know one of his personal heroes uh, is Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, and so it reminds me a lot of that, but he can fight. <laughs> All right. So, so tell me about Denzel. Why so, you put Denzel in this matchup? I put Denzel on here because of a few reasons. One, Man on Fire. Man on Fire. That's that's on there because it's one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, Training Day. Um, I think. Not only does Denzel bring like this badass kind of quality, but also it, like a level of humanity to okay. each of his roles. Like it, it, everything's kind of grounded. He's not a super soldier per se. Like he's not perfect. No, he's every character he plays has flaws, and um, but it just makes him such a compelling. Um, actor to watch because he brings just he brings a lot of humanity to these dramatic roles. Um, he does. Um, I know you say Man on Fire is one of the reasons you bring him on this list or Training Day. I would say I would put him on the list because of um, Flight. Again, bringing humanity yeah. yep. to a role. <laughs> flight. The one movie you don't watch before you fly in a plane. <laughs> You don't want to pilot downing a bunch of vodka before going on a... Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, I also liked him a lot in The Book of Eli. I, I did like Book of Eli. And I didn't like the ending no, of Book of Eli ending. as much because I was like, oh, That really? was a great cast in that movie, too. You, oh, yeah. I mean, Gary Oldman. You can't go wrong with Gary Oldman. And I'm surprised we don't have Gary Oldman on, on our list, but... I think Gary Oldman was just, he's so much of a chameleon, like, it's hard Next to, year's bracket. Next year's bracket, but he's just such a hard one to pin down in terms of, like, oh, yeah, we love him in this, but, because he's just excellent in everything. True. Um, so, one one thing we mentioned before we started the, the recording is a fight between Jackie Chan and Denzel. Who would win in their prime? See, this is the problem because, like, Jackie Chan's like in his what seventies or eighties now. He's he he yeah. He's been around for a while, although and and like he has broken every bone that you can break in your body as well. Um, but we were talking about like, yeah, would it be like? Wouldn't that be an excellent like? action movie oh jackie chan is 68 68 so almost 70s yeah yeah so but it's like wouldn't that have been an excellent film except the fact that like denzel's not known so much for like the hand-to-hand combat stuff whereas jackie chan is more known for (laughs) true and jackie has a little bit more of a comedic element to himself and denzel's very He'd be the straight man so much in that. That could be great, though, as well. Like, just have, like, Denzel playing it completely, like, dark, straight, like, equalizer. Yeah. Like, hmm. And then, 
have Jackie Bean like have this comedic element. It could be a great film. Well, I don't know what we what we'd call it. You know, it's very under- Jack Zell. Jack Zell. <laughs> Denzel Chan. Denzel Chan. You know what was an underrated Denzel movie? You didn't bring it up last last time we talked about Man on Fire. Out of time. Out of time. He. They have this computer that they can see like deja vu. Deja 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 vu. vu. Sorry, (laughs) get it right, Matt, or pay the price. Deja vu. That was another Tony Scott film, uh, by the way, and I I actually really liked it. The ending was a little wonky as well because whenever you deal with time travel, it gets a little bonkers. But uh, I know uh, Denzel and um, Tony Scott like they partnered a lot before uh, Tony Scott passed. and so, um, I think they did also like the taking of Pelham one two three. They yep. did like a remake of that one, and that one was good. It had John Travolta. Um, but uh, no, I've always loved Denzel, and pretty much everything he does is just pretty sure. good. Like American Gangster was great, and he's just a he's just a solid actor. So I'm assuming you're moving Denzel on. <sighs> this is hard because. This this the silly algorithm has <laughs> screwed everything up. I if I have to go with and I think we we have kind of agreed on the rule like what actor or actress um, has had the kind of biggest impact on your life. Being a martial artist, being a fan of those films, I gotta go with Jackie Chan. Okay. I though I love me some Denzel Washington like he is he is great. I just I can't. Fair enough. It, it, he Jackie Chan's unbeatable. Like I I can watch a Jackie Chan movie. Like seriously, Rumble in the Bronx, Kung Super Fu Panda. Cop. Well, Kung Fu Panda is <laughs> just doing the voice, but like Rumble in the Bronx. Um, Super cop. My favorite is the the Legend of Drunken Master. He just steals the screen, and st- like I can watch that if I'm in a horrible mood, if I'm in a great mood. <laughs> Whereas with Denzel, you gotta have to be in that mindset to really thoroughly absorb it. Yeah, and like if I'm gonna watch Man on Fire, I know I'm gonna like feel kind of emotional and shitty afterwards so um and that's fine like denzel washington if you ever want to come on the show please but (laughs) like don't don't take offense i love you but it's one of those things like i I, how do i bring it up like uh van halen's song panama i can listen to that song no matter what mood i'm in okay and with most of Jackie Chan's movies, I can just watch him, no matter what mood I'm in. Whereas with Denzel, I have to be in a specific mood. Makes sense. So. All right. So Jackie Chan moves on. Yes. All right. We're going to switch over to my side of the bracket. And I've yeah. got another touch ma- tough matchup. Where you got? You got Tom, uh, Tom Hanks and, and Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom Hanks... Dream to dream of life gone by. <laughs> that wasn't Tom Hanks. That was Anne Hathaway. Well, um, yeah, but I, I mean, Tom Hanks, he's 
he's the actor, and I, I my favorite comedian, Christopher Titus, says this, that every actor and actress has douchebag credits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can cash him in from time to time. You're like, oh, what, a, what that guy's a douche. And when they cash in all the douchebag credits, you are like, oh, they are a douche. Like, But Tom Hanks doesn't really have any. <laughs> okay, here, that's the point. So, like, you know, he references, you know, before Adam, or um, before Baldwin shoots people in the face during Rust. Oh, um, oh, that I, I, I we'll, we'll get into. We'll get we that could later. get into that, but, um, I, but I don't. Please, Alec Baldwin, I do not blame you for that at no. all. You, you're innocent in my opinion. <laughs> um, anyway, no, I mean it's like Alec Baldwin can do something kind of dumb, and you're just like, oh, Alec Baldwin, and then he does good stuff and redeems his douchebag credits and yeah. gets more. Um, Tom Hanks can punch a nun in the face, and we'd all be like. That none deserved it. I'm sure of it. Nobody doesn't like Tom Hanks. <laughs> Nobody like Tom I mean, Forrest Gump, um, Philadelphia, uh, Turner, Turner, Turner and Hooch, <laughs> The Burbs. We could go on and on um, with... <laughs> Sully. That was another Sully really was good. good one. I, t- I mean, Tom Hanks. I think the only thing we can ever say Tom He's Hanks... He's an American treasure. <laughs> yeah, the only thing Tom Hanks did that wasn't great was that... Atlas movie, I think it was. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. I didn't see that, but that I know that was the Wachowski uh, sisters. Yeah. that did it. Um, so, um, I, yeah. I wanted to check it out, but no. it, they were like, it's like four no. hours long. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's so confusing. Okay, <laughs> no, my wife likes. It. I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Uh, but I mean, and the man now, especially, um, you know, with all of his health issues, he had to go through to, for Castaway. Yeah, it gave him diabetes. Yeah, and so now he doesn't do any role that involved that kind of yeah uh, slimming down or fattening up. It's just except for the David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> that is probably like I will say his stuff on SNL probably the best SNL stuff. My ever. favorite of Tom Hanks movie is The Terminal. I did like The Terminal. It's just so quirky and fun. Yeah, that that was Ron Howard, yep. I believe, and and it uh, was Captain just a, Jones. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a fun and like Zoe Saldana uh, was very a, young, very, very young, young. Yeah. like before she was in every movie on the planet. Um. She <laughs> has been in the top three all-time grossing movies. Yeah, no one else can say that. Yeah, no, well, you can't. But good, good for her. Actually, top five if you count Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, because you got yeah, you got Endgame, Infinity Endgame, War. And you got Avengers, Avatars. like she, like yeah. she's Galaxies of the Guardian, like, and then she was Star Trek. Oh, well, talking about the, the the films that went over a billion. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, both Avatars, uh, Endgame, Infinity War. Those are yeah. four of the top five movies in terms of box office gross. Yeah. She's been on. She's in everything. Yeah, and she <laughs> but, she's good, but yeah. she's not on the list. Um, and so we also got and then, oh oh who was the other guy in it? Um, the guy who plays Andor. Oh um, um oh, we'll figure it out in a second. Flip. We'll we'll look it up. Oh, Diego Luna. Yeah, he he was in that yep. as a small like he he was the one trying to get her number. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I've also got Anne Hathaway, and Anne Hathaway, yes. I think she's a great actress. Um, loved her in uh, Les Mis. Um, she was really good in Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Um, I I really liked her also in um, in the Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Ocean's Eight, yeah, yeah, Ocean's the Eight. prequel, she's... like or not prequel, but it was the all girl, all one. girl team up, and she was fantastic in that. She was then... great in that. 
Um, I really liked her in, in Brokeback Mountain. She was really good. Oh, Brokeback Mountain was fantastic. And I, I mean, if you if you guys have a problem with like a, a good love story, and you don't want to watch <laughs> Brokeback Mountain, we're gonna have a problem because when we get into The Last of Us, we're gonna yeah. There's gonna be some comp- comparisons. So it, I think she is a she is a really great actress. Yeah. Um, she's won her Oscars, much like. Denzel and Tom and and mm-hmm. people on this list so far, um, she, her performance in Les Mis was top notch. Oh yeah, and that's a, that's an iconic role that she had to fill that theater nerds like us alike have seen in local high school productions up to Broadway. Um, yeah, we've seen it done horribly. Yes, <laughs> and really good. <laughs> and yes. she, I think, uh, the fact that they had like. The actual singing on set, yeah, um, brought a lot of like the emotional like oh, content it did. It, to it let the actors connect to the to the the role they're playing, yeah. and the emotion of the scene, especially her, yeah. So um, I will say real quick, hot take on that movie. Not a big fan of Russell Crowe in that. Man, I don't think anyone was a big fan. <laughs> I don't think he he. I've heard his like he actually has like. Albums yeah. out and and it just is like eh, it probably wasn't the best fit. No, but I actually also don't think Hugh Jackman was probably the best fit. But that's personal preference. Uh, I like Hugh Jackman. I like him. I just didn't like him as Valjean. Mm. Um, so I did like Eddie Redmayne in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's good in everything. He was almost on my list um, <laughs> for the theory of everything. That just that film. Only. Yeah. Theory of Everything, he's great in Fantastic Bees. Yeah, so, but uh, anyway, he, anyway, I had to, <laughs> maybe next horrible. year. He was horrible in Ju- Jupiter Ascending. I don't think that was more his, I don't think that was his fault. No, that was a lot of other things that yeah. caused that movie to have issues. Yeah. I am moving Tom Hanks on, though. I, I figured, I mean, it's hard to compare the two. Yeah, so. Tom Hanks would come over to my house and punch me, and everyone would be like, yeah, yeah. No it. <laughs> Did you ever see the stuff that uh, um, John Oliver does on uh, Last Week Tonight? Yeah. Like <laughs> he had like <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic sing a song about Tom Hanks and send it to North Korea. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Anyway, um, so next on our bracket, and this is this is me. Um, I got Bill Paxton v. Harrison Ford. Um, this is going to be interesting. So let's start with Bill Paxton. So the late great Bill Paxton, taken from us way too soon. Um, the man has not only been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. It's it's just like the man has been in so many films. And most of them were James Cameron films. <laughs> he was kind of the... His, like, in that stable. And... If you like James Cameron, if you don't, that's that's completely your prerogative. Um, but, I mean, you can't deny that he makes entertaining films. But, uh, one like, few of the films I really, like, that really stuck with me was uh, Twister. I was going to say, Twister was a really good with movie. With Helen Hunt, that one. As, as I've gotten older, Twister's become better. Yeah. When I was... Like seven or eight when it came out, Twister scared the bejesus oh, out of me. Yeah, it did. And then uh, apparently, I just saw something in the news. Apparently, they're coming out with a sequel. 
I've and heard I'm like, this. no, thank you. <laughs> it was it was fine. <laughs> um, then I really liked him in True Lies. Um, the twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, but I really liked him in the movie uh, True Lies with uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and uh, a very young Eliza Dushku. Um, okay. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, he he plays kind of this sleazy car salesman who's kind of lying to Jamie Lee Curtis and he's like pretending to be a secret agent, but you know, Arnold's the real secret agent, but it's it's just a perfect thing. But then I loved him mostly in uh Club Dread, The Broken Lizard. So the guys that did like Super Troopers yeah. and Beer Fest. Um he played a character called Coco Pete who was like your Jimmy Buffett character. Um, it was awesome. So he's just a ver- he was a versatile actor who could play anything you wanted. I really liked him in um, oh what was it called Edge of Tomorrow? No, he was in yeah, Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, yep, that's yep. what he was. He, he just he played the the drill sergeant, the drill sergeant yeah. at the beginning who you kept seeing. Yeah, yeah, but he he was great. He's just so versatile. And Apollo so, thirteen was really good. Apollo him. thirteen, him and Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. So you and Kevin that. Bacon and Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Yeah. Why? Why didn't we have Gary Sinise on this list? <laughs> you know, we'll next year. Next year. So you know, <laughs> dibs, dibs. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I guess I, I, by the stupid random number generator, I have him going up against Harrison Ford. What can I say about Harrison Ford? He's Indiana Jones. He's Deckard. He's Han Solo. He's the president of the United States. Get off my Get plane. Get off my plane. He is an icon of action movies. And, like, even I loved him in the Jack Ryan movies. Like, the yeah. Clear and Present Danger and then um, Patriot Games. He just... He was able to portray those characters. Especially, like, so... If I get into the Jack Ryan, <laughs> like, tangent... Um, very few character, like very few actors, I felt portrayed like Jack Ryan really well because, yeah, Jack Ryan was a Marine, yeah, but he was discharged because of like he got injured, um, so he was never supposed to be like this badass character, and that's where I felt like a lot of people took the mm-hmm. the role and they were like, oh, we're going to make Jack Ryan into this badass. He's an analyst for the for the CIA. He's not... He's, he's yeah. more of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not the, the in-the-field operative. Exactly. But in these epi- in these movies, he, he is in the field because of circumstances. So I always... Uh, I always liked his... Uh, like Harrison Ford's portrayal of Jack Ryan. Especially because... It was kind of the older Jack Ryan. I, I think Alec Baldwin did a really good job. In, in the Hunt for Octobers, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked um, him in Fugitive opposite Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that was great. Why isn't Tommy Lee Jones on this list? Uh, next year. Okay, we got to read the list. All right, we're going to restart it and start over. Oh, damn, he dibs. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> but, I'm going to um, edit that out so no one has proof for next year. But yeah, no, I just think Harrison Ford, uh, just as an actor, is he's, he's a superstar. Oh, yeah. And... It's it's very unfair to go up against Bill Paxton because Bill Paxton's always been a 
super versatile actor, but always kind of in the background. I'm and, putting it in a way that you're picking. No, you you know where I'm going, <laughs> but it's like Harrison Ford's a superstar, yeah. and so it's game over, man. <laughs> game over. Oh, so. Harrison Ford. No, it was a good pick. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're gonna move over to my side of the bracket for my uh, next one. I have Avery Brooks versus Michelle Yeoh. So interesting fact: this is two Star Trek uh, actors. Yes. Um. Different so, generations of Star Trek. <laughs> yes. Um, Avery Brooks, um, best well known for, and we probably talked about it in all my other coverage of Star Trek, uh, Deep Space Nine as Captain Sisko, um, playing lead in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, and American History X was not a big project of his. I mean, the man can act. I, um, well, a man, no, he was in a, um, a Man Called Hawk, mm-hmm. the TV show, um, where he was another lead. Um, and... Really, I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, if you're not a Star Trek fan, I, I will give you one episode, two episodes that you have to watch to uh, to really see why I put Avery Brooks on this list. Um, In the Pale Moonlight and, uh, I can't think, Far Beyond the Stars. Okay. So, and I always have to put those two on there. In the Pale Moonlight is kind of a, uh, it's a fun mo- it's a fun episode where he he is talking to the audience through his, his captain's log about how he basically paid a spy to blow up a Romulan ship so they would enter the war on the Federation side. And at the end of it, and he talks about, you know, yeah, uh, you know, am I a criminal for blowing up a ship? Am I all these things? Yes. But someone's joining the fight on, our, on the good guy's side. And then at the end of it, he just deletes the logs and whoever hears it from him. Mm. Um, and then Far Beyond the Stars, I mean, he, he has a hallucination you want to call it of him living in 1950s segregated America um, and he is a science fiction writer and they can't publish his writings um, with his picture in it because he's a black man and it's just him going through the struggles of being a black man in 1950s America as a science fiction writer um, and all the cast is there as different characters you know, without their traditional alien makeup um, the females aren't allowed to publish under their names. They have to use male names to publish sci-fi stuff because of the prejudice of of the time. And he gets beat up by some white cops. He um, is fighting to have his, his story, Deep Space Nine, published. And no one is going to fight for him because he's black. And it's just a very powerful episode. And, you know, in the commentary and, 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 and talk, you know, re- researching some of his stuff and, and that episode specifics... The cast talks about how he, when he at the climax of the of the show of that of that episode, his character has a mental breakdown and it just collapses on the floor and crying and it was real. It wasn't and he wasn't acting at that point. He was feeling those emotions and all the actors on the set, all their reactions are so genuine because they didn't know how to how to approach it. Do you do you cut and wait for him to compose himself and try again, or do you use this raw emotion as the final take? And it was, yeah. Um, then you've got Michelle Yeoh. Um, just won her Oscar last weekend. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. You she guys is, won all the Oscars and you were great. <laughs> she has been like... She is like... Uh, who we talked about recently that was, that's that been in everything? Um, Tom Hanks. She's like Tom Hanks now. Um, yeah, she she's in... She was in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was in... One of... Like that... That's, that's a, a, a fantastic film. I think that should have... 
definitely won a ton of Oscars, yeah. but because it was a Chinese film, it did not. Yeah. Uh, but she it was would fantastic. Today came out today. Yeah. Um, she's been in um, obviously every, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians. Shang Chi. Yeah. Minions too. She's also in. So she she was in Shang Chi, and then um, she was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So she she's one of those people that plays two characters in the MCU. Yeah. Um. She is. Uh, she's been in Star Trek Discovery as Captain Giorgio and then Empress Giorgio from the Mirror Universe. She's in a she's James Bond actually, movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's working on. Um. They're still working on it behind the scenes. For her to be in her own Star Trek spinoff series. Okay. So, um, you know, she is just... I think she is a great actress. Um, I recommend listening... There's a podcast of um, Star Trek The Pod Directive. And it's the actual Star Trek Some Actors. Mm-hmm. Um, interviewing other Star Trek actors and, and other things. And she does an episode and she just talks about her, her career and her thought on life. And, you know, this is a... A big name in Hollywood now, and she's just like, yeah, I still want to see the. I want to be on Star Trek. Yeah, um, it's, I think she's just a phenomenal actress. She just wants to work, and yeah, she's one of those actresses that just happy to work. She is, and uh, I mean, she's like again going back to the Jackie Chan stuff. She was a big part of the Shaw Brothers um, production company. Um, mm-hmm. Like she's from Malaysia, but then. Lives in France. Came, lived in France. Learned Chinese so she could be in Chinese movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's... Uh, oh, that's what she was in. She was in Last Christmas with Amelia Clark. It's a little fun little Hulu movie. All right. <laughs> I'll take your as, word for it, Matt. As a Chinese immigrant owning a Christmas store that operates year-round in London. Um, let's see. What else has she been in? Oh, she's going to be in Transformers next season. Next okay. year. Uh, Avatar 3 next year. Okay. Wicked. Ooh, I wonder who she'll play. Uh, Madame Morable. Morable. I can't remember. If if, yeah. if you if you are more up to date on your musical theater... Oh, she's the headmistress of the uh, university. In, oh, okay. In Wicked. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I now know. Yeah. Okay. I had to think about it. I had to look it up. Sorry, um, Jesse. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm going to move Michelle Yeoh up. Yes! Do it! <laughs> Just because, I mean, she's she's phenomenal. Do it! All right. Adam, your last matchup. All right. So this is going to be a difficult one. I got uh, Sly Stallone um, versus Uma Thurman. Um, so let's start Rocky. with... Rocky. Uh, yeah. Versus dun, dun, everything she's dun, been in. <laughs> dun, dun. So let's start with Stallone. Not Frank Stallone. Not Jacqueline Stallone, but Sly Stallone. I only know the one Stallone, so you're... you're really? Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll all have to... Educate me later. We'll have to watch some <laughs> horrible B-movies <laughs> with Frank Stallone in them. Um, so first off, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone um, has a, a kind of a an interesting story to how he got started. So, like, when he was writing Rocky... Um, <laughs> Which people don't realize he is the, yeah, he's, he's the driving force between Rocky, not as Rocky, but as the producer, writer. Yeah, so uh, apparently he was trying to get it off the ground, and he was very much like, I want to star in this, but he had no money. He was living in, like, living in L.A. with no money. It was really rough. He had a dog, and it's actually the dog in in Rocky. Um, Did not know that. He... Um, 
sold him, sold the dog to just oh. to pay for stuff to um I forget where he did it, but it, uh he just was trying to pay for stuff and he was just like I'd love to come back and get my dog, but I just I haven't I can't take care of him right now. And then after a few months of him fighting to get Rocky made and he got the big old paycheck, they were like, yeah, you're going to star in this. You're going to write it. You're going to produce it. Um, he went back to that person at that like convenience store who he sold the dog to and was like, I want my dog back. And, uh, person was like, well, I don't know about it. Like blah, blah, blah. And he like put, all, like as much money as he could down to mm-hmm. get the dog back and he did and so um that was really nice but then um yeah so rocky is an underdog story in more ways than one so <laughs> there we go there we go but also um rambo let's talk like rambo is another huge one it made him into this action star um, the first Rambo, so, um, was really not a super action movie. It was very sad. Like, guy comes back from Vietnam. Yeah. Is being treated like crap. He has PTSD. He can't turn it off, like, turn things off. So he kind of just does what he, what someone would do. He fights back against these cops that are treating him like crap and... Um, then the next ones became more action oriented. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I just always loved that Stallone, like he wrote a lot of this stuff and he has like a huge heart. Um, and I remember in, uh, one of the, I think it was Rocky Balboa, like one of those one, like, yeah, it was one of the last ones where, he has this beautiful moment with um with Polly, I believe, or and they were just like, Oh yeah, this is why your wife left you and he's like, No, my wife didn't leave me, she died. And it was just like this moment that just ripped your heart out. And he because it just you you realize it's like two friends talking and one friend kinda oversteps his boundaries. And they forgive each other, but you can see the pain, you can see the hurt, and yeah. he's he's just one of those uh, creative people that immerses himself inside each character. Um, and even like that, the end of First Blood, when he's talking to uh, the colonel, and he's just like, nothing is over, like, you can't just switch it off, it just... You know, and I really like his his career directory... Because you've got Rocky, which was obviously his big hit, what put him on the map, um, and also put Rocky movies after that, and, and Rambo. And then after the Rocky movies, he just kind of dropped off the radar for about ten years. Well, he did a lot of, like, there was, like, a unofficial feud between him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, he did, like... Cobra and Demolition Man. Yeah, it, it was like. And first off, Demolition Man. That's a that's a great film. <laughs> like Not Cobra. You, but if you want us to talk about like, yeah, the Demolition Man's like complete satire. <laughs> well, and then 
he makes Rocky Balboa, and then and now the Creed movies and the Expendables and another Rambo, and he's back up here. Yeah, well, I mean, and I would say like him jumping back into like the Rocky stuff was more like what his heart is into. Like the Expendables movies, they're fun, they're silly. Yeah, Um, they're not great. Like, and and it's like the new Rambo movies. Like, I I liked. uh, what the Rambo four, where he was in like um, he was in the jungle, like escorting like some group of missionaries through Cambodia. It that was okay, but everything else has just been yeah not super good. But he's he's one of those guys that just puts his whole heart into that um, film. All right. And what about Uma? Uma Thurman. So uh, another badass woman. Um, I mean, I have to definitely say, like, some of my favorite films of hers. Well, Kill Bill, Volume One and Two. Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is great. I mean, she just is. She is. She personifies the strong uh, female character and. Also, and like, so for like Kill Bill, like she brings a lot of, like Denzel, like a lot of yeah human element to this. It's like she's supposed to be, she's this badass assassin, but she's bringing heart and like pain and all that to it. And, and, and so that, and then it, it's unfortunate that uh, apparently there was a, a little bit of a, incident on set um, that makes it so her and Quentin Tarantino aren't going to work together anymore. Um, because I think the Quentin Tarantino like really wrote well for her and directed her well. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, so you're picking her for Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Are you picking her for Batman and Robin? No. <laughs> No, I mean, I I think you definitely like with Batman and Robin. That's that's a paycheck. <laughs> um, that's a franchise grabbing at the biggest name actor or actress at the time. Yeah, and it's like she's she's big and um, kind of in that world. But I think uh, the more she did with uh, the. The smaller productions, and I mm-hmm. mean, like, I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but, like, the Quentin Tarantino productions, she excelled more as a as an actress, and so it was really sad to, to see that, yeah, they're, they're not going to work together. Maybe they can, maybe there's some common ground they can find at some point, but, um, anyway, uh, well, I'm just, uh, I, I gotta go with, with Sly Stallone. Um, unfortunately, sorry, Uma Thurman, please don't kill me. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone kind of has to... All right. I just feel like the, the commitment, the, the, like, jumping, like, headfirst into every role. Yeah. Regardless of whether it works or not. (laughs) So. All right. So we're moving on to the final match of my bracket. Yes. Excuse me. As we got Taryn Egerton and Katie Sackhoff. Yep. So Taryn Egerton um, got really his big start in 
the um, Kingsman. Kingsman. I just want to call a King's Circle. I don't know why. Well, I think it wasn't the new one. one. Yeah. Yeah. But Kingsman was his uh, big his big, big breakout. And I mean, that was a phenomenal movie. Um, speaking of someone who should have been on this list is Samuel L. Jackson. But I didn't want to make my wife mad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is your wife not like... (laughs) She hates Samuel L. Jackson with a passion. So weird. Yeah. So, great movie. Phenomenal movie. The second one, eh. You got Pedro Pascal, so it makes up for it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pedro Pascal, you got uh, Channing Tatum... Halle Berry, yep. and a cameo by the one and only Elton John, which will come up later. Which will come up right now. Wow. <laughs> Karen Egerton was Elton John in the Elton John biopic. Ph- phenomenal movie. Rocket Man was probably one of my top films of that year. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's a great movie. And the boy can sing. Oh, so the uh, fun story. So not only... so. Um, when before um, Rocket Man went into production, so he did the Kingsman Inner Circle or whatever. Yeah. Um, met Elton John on set of that. He did uh, the movie Sing. Sing. The, yeah, and he said he's saying I'm still standing. Or I'm still standing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what helped him get the role. Um, and so he went in, and Elton John said to him. Do not try to sing like me. Do not try and imitate my voice. Just sing. And so that was his whole thing. He just was like, I'm going to sing and yeah, I'm gonna portray sing. the character, but it's it's just he didn't want it to be like Elton John didn't want it to be like a a parody no. of his voice or like a, a imitation. Yeah, he just wanted or, it or a to tribute. He wanted him just to Give his own take on it. Exactly. And it was great. Yeah. I His renditions of Rocket Man and um, Your Song, mm-hmm. they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they, I think I it's like... I them often on... Oh, yeah. I think it's like one of the perfect um, examples of like what a movie musical could be. It's yeah. not... Like, you could say it's a biopic, but also it, it it's a musical. Like, yeah. the music... Influences the scenes. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you have dancing, you have all that. I agree, because you've got biopics like Walk the Line or Ray, where it's... The music stays in place while they're performing it. Exactly. Versus this is... They just break out in song and dance during the scenes. Yeah, it's like they're going... Like, first scene when they're doing Saturday Night's Alright for fighting, it's like they're yeah. going around a... A carnival, and they're all doing their dances, and it's, and then, yeah, it's, it just makes it, it was just such a beautiful film. I remember seeing that, I think I saw it three times in theaters. It's just because it was just, I had to take my girlfriend, my mom, and my sister, and then I went with my brother. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great, yeah. great movie, and he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I, I look forward to seeing what he keeps bringing to the table. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I mean, I know there's, I, I don't know if it's if there's any truth to it, but there's rumors that he may play Wolverine. He could be good at it, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just sort of like, 
you know what, do your, just do something, like, new and different. Like, I almost think, like, the whole Kingsman thing's kind of played out. Oh, he's just, nope, he's going to return for the fourth one. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Shiny. Shiny. here. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> so, um, I've got him going up against Katie Sackhoff. Mm. Um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. What was her name in uh, Battlestar Galactica? Um, Starbuck. Starbuck. I didn't like Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I'll, that's unpopular opinion. <laughs> oh, those are fighting words for me and my wife. Uh, it's just I didn't get into it. There's too many things that like made me mad. Although, if you have the opportunity to get the board game of Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> that is a fantastic board game. That's how you lose friends. <laughs> But it's great. <laughs> if we can find one, Matt, <laughs> we should play it. But <laughs> they're like a hundred something dollars. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she, Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, Battlestar Galactica, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels. Um, so, she is currently in The Mandalorian as Bo Katan. She actually originated the role as a voice actress in The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it came down to casting for live action, she still fit the age range, and you know she, she fits her. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's she, just it works. <laughs> it does. And her character in Battlestar, I mean, she starts off as this hotshot, cocky pilot who keeps getting arrested and drunk and sex fiend, and she matures and grows and becomes like almost a religious prophet. Towards the end, it's a little weird, and I I do have some issues with that still. But her acting, it it sells it pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to move Taryn Egerton okay. on to the last to the next round. All right, all right. So, oh shit! There you go. Language. <laughs> I actually <laughs> deleted him from the entire. Bye. <laughs> so now that we've. It's discussed in depth the 16 actors or actresses and the eight that moved we're, on. We're kind of going into lightning round now. Lightning round. So, for your next matchup, Viggo Mortensen and Jackie Chan. It's Jackie Chan. And why? Because uh, he's Jackie Chan. <laughs> that, I, don't, I, I mean, unfortunately, it's like I love Viggo Mortensen. And again, man worked with Bob Anderson, who is an absolute hero of mine. He was the guy in inside of the Darth Vader suit doing mm-hmm. all the sword fighting. He choreographed pretty much every single um, fight scene that you could think of with a sword, um, from Lord of the Rings to Princess Bride to Errol Flynn's uh, Robin Hood. Like, he did it all. But Jackie Chan has kind of had the bigger impact on my life. So, uh, Matt, where are we at with you? Let's see. We got Carl Carl Urban Urban versus Tom Tom Hanks. Hanks. It's got to be Tom Hanks. I mean, I think I would piss off the world. I'd be smited. Yeah. We end the podcast. Nobody doesn't like Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah, Tom Hanks moves on. Carl Urban, mad respect. Yeah. Um, But... He'd kick you, your ass in a heartbeat, yeah. but I think it. if it was if if he saw this matchup, I think he'd be like, "All right, yeah." 
I yeah, you just can't can't the Tom Hanks in that scenario. Yeah. All right, you've got Harrison Ford and Sylvester Stallone. I I gotta go with Harrison Ford. It's 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 a difficult situation just because I do love Sly's uh, dedication to his characters and the writing that he's put in and the everything that he's done for these characters, but. You can't go up against Han Solo and Indiana Jones. It's it just doesn't work that way. So sorry. That's okay. Um, Harrison oh, Ford. God, I just on. realized what's coming up next. Yeah. So you got uh, Taron Egerton and, and Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Yeo. Oh, this will be fun. I I will have to move Michelle Yeoh on. To the next yeah. Time. Way to be progressive. <laughs> It's not even about being progressive. I just think her body of work speaks more than Taryn Egerton. But, um, no, I mean, I I think uh, when you think about it, it's, I, I, and I was kind of thinking this, like, uh, during the Oscars, it's kind of, because that uh, Austin Butler was being nominated for um, Elvis, and I'm just like, and then it was versus, like, Brendan Fraser, and it's yeah. just like, okay, Brendan Fraser gave a performance of a lifetime. This yeah. other guy could still do some pretty good stuff if and he wants to. The Elvis was okay. I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. But it's I, good. It's worth the watch. I don't think it was on the same level as other biopics like yeah. Elton John or like Rocket Man. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or even so, the Queen. Um, yeah. I forgot what it's called, but that was a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Adam, moving on to your finals. Okay, Rocket Rounds, here we go. Uh, this is difficult because uh, both uh, Jackie Chan and uh, Harrison Ford have been um, instrumental in like being huge influences on my life. Um but if I had to say, if I wanted to be someone, I'd have to be Harrison Ford. All right. That's a, he, it's uh, growing up. I always just wanted to be either Han Solo or Indiana Jones. And sorry, Jackie, you're 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 amazing, but I have to go with Harrison Ford. Okay, fair enough. Um, so that leads me to Tom Hanks and Michelle Yeoh. Oh, it's so tough. I know where you're going. You're thinking I'm going to go with Show Yo, don't no. you? No. You think I'm going to go with Tom Hanks? Yeah. I mean, you're a big history buff, and he's a big history buff. And yeah. Um, <laughs> like Saving Private Saving Ryan, Ryan, Band of Brothers. And his son is a delightful actor, too. Oh, yeah, Colin Hanks. And then his other son's kind of guess, a tool. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, this is tough because Michelle Yeoh. I mean, for her body of work currently is phenomenal, um, and Tom Hanks just from bosom buddies to today to to miss he was Mister Rogers. Yep, and so he was also in Dragnet. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Oh, the the movie version of Dragnet, oh, okay. not the show, but <laughs> he was fantastic in that one. I'm gonna move Tom Hanks on. I I figured. I you know you can't. 
<laughs> Nobody doesn't like Tom Hanks. No. Tom Hanks moves on. So, that wraps up our actor and actresses bracket. We have in the final matchup, Tom Hanks versus Harrison Ford. We have four I'm so screwed. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is going to be a really close one, I think. I mean, it, it, you got to look at it from like, okay, Harrison Ford put out a crap ton of like blockbuster movies that everyone loves. Yeah. But then Tom Hanks is... Tom Hanks. <laughs> so we're going to have Forrest Gump versus Harrison... Or, no, sorry. Indiana Jones. Yep. Or Han Solo. Or Han Solo. Or you're going to have a stranded man on an island... Versus the President of the United President States. President of the United States. Get off my plane. That's what I did. I landed on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a movie... I really want to see a movie where Tom Hanks is a bad guy. Hmm. Well, I guess you could say, like... Not like a superhero, like a supervillain bad guy, mm-hmm. but just like a an awful human being in a movie. The Burbs was kind of... Yeah. He, he wasn't a good person in The Burbs, but no, I think but it was <laughs> more the situation was making maybe, him crazy. I guess, I guess the best way you could say Tom Hanks was like kind of a a-hole kind of guy was when he was Walt Disney. Uh, sure. Yeah. In the <laughs> saving Mr. Brooks or whatever. Yeah. Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks, yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. So that wraps up this week's matchups. Tom Hanks versus Harrison Ford. Now it's up to you guys to pick who wins. Is it going to be Tom Hanks or Harrison Ford? And to pick, you need to go to our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. There'll be a poll up on Facebook to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully I won't delete it this time accidentally. That's fine. It that ha- was my fault. It <laughs> happens. Um, and then, well, all the votes are still there, so we're good. <laughs> okay. Um, and then make sure you um, follow us on TikTok. We'll have a video for Tom Hanks, a video for Harrison Is TikTok going to be still around anymore? I don't know. Who knows? But while it is... Jump online, yeah, and watch either the Tom Hanks or the Harrison Ford video, or both, and then watch the other one one more time to get the vote in. Mm-hmm. Um, and those number of views count towards the votes. And in uh, in April, we'll reveal who is the winner of that matchup. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up another episode of Have a Drink Some Geeks podcast. Like I said, follow us on social media at Geek Drink Pod. Tell a friend. Go ahead and uh, chime in why our bracket is flawed or why it's perfect or who you put in this bracket yeah, instead of our picks. Yeah, make your own. Yeah. Um, and there'll be links to the bracket online as well. Um, well, that does it, folks. Thanks for joining in. You guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. Thank you.